Welcome to the In General Podcast, the Jurassic Outpost Podcast. This is episode 108. My name's Jack, and I'm joined with Chris. Hello, how's it going, boys and girls? And I'm joined with Assis. How's it going? Hello, hello. <laughs> well, everyone's so- wanting us to talk about the best Jurassic in the, in the franchise, and we're finally doing it, everyone. We're talking about Jurassic Park 3. So buckle in. Hold on yeah. to your butts. What's funny is you know that I'm not the biggest Jurassic Park 3 fan, but like... Jack and I were talking about the podcast, like what to talk about, and I kind of kept going between like Jurassic Park three or Jurassic four, and uh, we landed on this. So, I, Jurassic I, Park four also is a very meaty, meaty background that we have like a decade of like behind the scenes to get into. So we had to study it up, you know, get yeah. ready and get behind our lore. And we've we've the talked about a lot, but like if we ever want to do a proper retrospective episode, there is so much more to talk about. So like it's more. gonna be like a proper, properly researched. It might not even be a podcast. Potentially, it might be a video because with the amount of just detail and things that happened before we got Jurassic World. That's but, a, um, that development hell period. But yeah, today Jurassic Park three, and there is a lot to talk about with this movie. This movie went through its own development hell during production. A mini development hell. <laughs> As many know, the common story is that Jurassic Park 3 uh, filmed without a script, which is possible. What did Macy true. call it? William H. Macy called it like a, a rudderless ship, launching a, a rudderless ship. Yeah. And like even the crew shirts, weren't they like, we survived the production and like in the background, it's like, oh no, the T Rex ate another script page or something like that. Like, the production <laughs> like everyone who worked on this movie was just pulling out their hair and like, they're like, well, we somehow finished a movie <laughs> once yeah. it was. Um, and you no, know what's funny? I, I watched the movie last night. I think Assis watched the movie last night. Um, did you watch the movie last night, Chris? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I watched Star Wars. I'm catching up on uh, Star Wars Rebels before Ahsoka comes out. So you know what I was doing before? I watched Jurassic Park 3. I was like, it's getting late. It's around 10 o'clock my time. He was like, I was playing Baldur's Gate 3 to keep it very topical. You know, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm play some Baldur's Gate 3, play some Jurassic Park 3 in the background, watch that. But you know how good Jurassic Park 3 is, guys? It just sucked me in. I had to put the Baldur's Gate 3 down. I had to finish <laughs> Jurassic Park 3 before I picked her back up. And that's how much I love Jurassic Park 3. I still think it's the perfect dose of Jurassic. Like a yearly dose. If you want to watch a yearly Jurassic I say it's Jurassic Park 3. You're quickly in and out, and that's all you need. Just a quick bit of action. I think the three of us are roughly the same age. So I think we were roughly all kind mm-hmm. of experienced it at the same part of our childhood, right, when that movie came out. Chris, I remember you saying that when you were a kid and you watched the movie, you you hated it back then anyway. <laughs> it just let, it let me down. Yeah, I, I uh, have a very fond memory of my mom being like, what do you think? And I was like, I didn't like it. And she was like, this was one of those kids as a kid. You know what I'm talking about? Those, he was one, one of those, those kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> contrarians. I, you know, I, do you like SpongeBob? No, it's a bit too low humor for me. Oh God, yeah. I love SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. Foster's <laughs> Home for Imaginary Friends and Powerpuff Girls, among many others. No, I don't know. I think I just had high expectations for Jurassic Park three. I had read the books by that age, and um. I just don't think Jurassic Park three. I think go. I expected. I expected a much bigger story. And Jurassic Park three was a monster movie. But and here's I, the thing, though. We have to remember this, Chris. You are the oldest of us three, right? So you were probably twelve ish when I you was on. Um, hold on, I can just do the math. See, we're so old now that the math has become hard for us to remember. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, no, we're so like, old that when you have to like confirm your age on a website, you have to scroll pretty far down these days. Well, I was nine, ten. You were nine, and you were like, you know what? This movie's not good. Okay, so yeah. seven or something. <laughs> it's, the first, it's the first memory I ever have of having that happen. But that's because I loved Jurassic Park so much, and I had certain like the way that I loved it was a very specific way. And Jurassic Park three, admittedly, like it or not, is a very different movie than the other Jurassic Park movies. So how I think old were you when you saw it? Um. I, Nine, he said. Nine to eleven? I don't know what. I, don't know. I was so I was eight. How old were you when you saw it? Eight. Then I was seven. Then I was like nine. <laughs> okay, so each a year apart, and when you're a kid, you do you know you you change every year, every year. So that makes sense, Chris. I have a question then. Have you has your hate or has your like love or how, how's your like enjoyment of the movie changed over the years? Has it changed in terms of positivity or negativity do you hate it more now or less i think i still walk away with the same overall experience with the movie um but i can appreciate what it gets right i can very much more systematically sort of break it down and understand what i like about it what i don't like about it um understand what it was going for versus what it like pulled off um but overall i you know i don't necessarily hate the movie i just don't enjoy watching it that much I enjoy watching parts of it. I think I enjoy watching it more with people, but it's certainly not a movie I put on when I'm by myself. Um, some movies I like a lot more in a social setting, and that's a movie that I can enjoy a lot more in a social setting um, with people that like the movie and whatnot, as opposed to just what, you know, I can't pull what I do with the lost world and just put it on and get sucked in. It is. Like, <laughs> it, you, that's the thing about, the Jurassic Park 3 is such a fun movie that you got to watch it with a group because once the group is there, everyone just starts yelling and hollering and it's a good time for everyone. I can't believe we haven't watched it together yet. Hey, that's, that's the worst part. We've seen The Lost World together, Jurassic World together. I think Jurassic I Park... I have distinct memories of watching Jurassic Park 3 with some of the Outpost crew. Were you asleep? I was probably asleep. See, they waited for me to go to sleep because they knew I was going to talk through the entire thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta have stunned silence for that I'm, movie. Like I like almost specifically remember Ryan quoting bits of Jurassic Park three while we were watching it. This hurts my soul, man. I can't believe they did this. But Ryan uh, was saying, uh, like, oh, what the hell does he say? But Ryan thought he says, "Give it to me," when uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we're down in front of the plane. Oh, you know what? Get I do remember this now. Yeah, 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 we watched it. I think yeah, the so we went so off the rails at some point that like we just lost track of the movie we were younger back then we, had, we, we weren't as refined in our uh i guess or I guess we were more tangent oriented back then we just didn't care we had no we had no arrow guiding us we just went whichever way or as tired i mean you can we can all see each other and i don't know about you but i can distinctly tell that i'm very exhausted by looking at my camera right now for those who can't <laughs> see jack and chris look like they've been pulling some all-nighters working on some behind the gate beyond the gate sorry and i i just came back from vacation at home and i'm like refreshed and recharged and full of energy and like life it's like oh my god i feel looking like, like ex machina over there i do yeah. i have a bald head now and i got a big old beard and i feel like Crazy I'm, uh, beard. i gotta learn those dance moves i gotta learn those dance moves and start doing that for uh, halloween yeah you do yeah. <laughs> so up the dance floor i um I, I watched JP3 last night, and I gotta say, it was a lot of fun. There's, I've, I can always separate the fact that I feel like it's not as good as the first two, obviously. For me, Lost World is my favorite sequel, but Jurassic Park 3 I still get a lot of enjoyment of, and I think spending most of my teenage years waiting for Jurassic Park 4 
and then ultimately never getting it and getting the last three movies that happened, I can only appreciate the third movie so much more. Uh, for me, it feels like a Jurassic Park movie. And again, it is missing certain elements. You know, it does feel like a monster movie at times, except for the Velociraptors. I feel like the development of the Raptors is one thing that is such a highlight of that film. I think yeah. everyone can say they're fans of the, the franchise Velociraptors number three. The Velociraptors are so well done. And I think they're a very smart way to push the intelligence of the Raptors in a very naturalistic way. Um, you know, the Jurassic World movies also try to push the intelligence of the Raptors, but they never come off as intelligent, nor do they come off as believe as believable, in my own personal opinion. Mm-hmm. They come off as intelligent in the Jurassic World films, but just a, di- a different type of, like, I don't know, the Jurassic Park 3 Raptors, every scene with them, poof, oh, I love those Raptors. <laughs> Island Velociraptors. Yeah, <laughs> you get a real Is that canon, though? Is that, like, the canon name for it? We were allowed to use it in a Jurassic World Revealed. Then it is. It's good enough for me to call Highland Raptors, I guess. Look at that. I'm learning things every day, guys. This will trigger people, from but, years. you know, Chris's head cannon is now canon. It's now canon in oh. the franchise. So. Careful, canon. guys. We don't want some triggering going on. How do you think Rexy happened? I'm not a fan of Rexy, by the way, but, you know. No, and anybody that says Quilliam should just forget that they're a fan and just get the hell out. I don't even know what that stuff is. I see that on the on Twitter sometimes. I'm not really sure how that happened. What is that? What is that? It's disgusting, is what it is. Absolutely, <laughs> it's disgusting. Well, I don't uh, even know what it is. So. It's just it's just not funny. Jurassic World introduced the concepts of like pet names for dinosaurs, so Quilliam became the pet name. Although the thing is that it doesn't work is there's not just one male quilled Velociraptor. If there was just one, I could understand the pet name a little bit more, but there are multiple males in the movie. So which maybe one, one is fucking is Quilliam? One. I need to know. <laughs> well, you know what? If you're gonna name one Quilliam, name it the one the one male raptor that didn't have a complete no, the one that didn't have a complete stripe. You know how there's one that has a broken stripe that almost looks like spots going down its side? Mm-hmm. Um, that one could be Quilliam. No, that's Spotty. It, that's Specky. Spotty. Speckle or something. Speckle. Peanut. Uh, yeah. And I, I have a question. I was seeing this on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, I was and ta- in Jurassic Park 3, of course, on topic. What's mm-hmm. up with that one reviewer who said this is better than the first movie? I want to know <laughs> what he's smoking and where can I get it? <laughs> I want to see man. how he saw that movie because I if, um, if that if he had some enhancements I want those enhancements. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but if I had a hazard a guess of why they liked it more is because they probably couldn't buy the concept of Jurassic Park, and since Jurassic Park takes itself very seriously, if they couldn't buy it, they were able to buy it a lot more in a movie that took itself way less seriously. Jurassic Park three took itself less less seriously, so it probably connected more with them because and I'm just guessing here. But if I had to hazard a guess, it's probably because they liked the movie because it took itself less serious because they couldn't connect with the the raw concept because to them it was too outlandish. That would be my guess. I mean, that could be valid, but the Daily Mail isn't known for its always yeah. the Daily Mail. Top, oh, top in of that the case, line. In that case, I have a feeling it was just. It was for uh, ad buy revenue. Yeah, by, they got um, paid. Universal yeah. paid them. No, they weren't paid. It was just to sell magazines or articles or whatever. Exactly. It was back in 2001. It was just review, review based. Just get it on the front cover. Better than the original. People will pick that up, read it, review it. Yeah. Oh, wow. It sounds amazing. Um, and it is. It is amazing. 
<laughs> but it's not better than the original, I think. <laughs> or it was the first one they ever saw, and they saw it as a kid, and then somehow wrote a review right afterwards. And then, in which case... <laughs> 12-year-old wrote a review? 14-year-old? I, and I won't lie, if I never saw Jurassic Park or The Lost World or read the books and I saw Jurassic Park 3, I would have probably loved the hell out of that movie. Do you think there's people out there that have only seen Jurassic... Like, Jurassic Park 3 was their entry into Jurassic Park as oh, the sure. thing, and that's their favorite? Like, that's their number one. JP3 was Jaden's entry into the franchise. You know, Jaden. My man, I knew I liked that kid for many reasons, but that's a, another reason. I had to tell that the was list. His first, that was his first one. I believe, unless I'm wrong. I'm sorry, Jaden. But he, I believe JP3 sorry, was his first. I think you're right. I had yeah. fun. I have to admit, I had fun last night watching it. I think it's a great movie. I think the fact it's shot on film and it's 2001, it's got that really kind of nice film look to it. Like, I'm it's a got big an old film feel. guy, as in, like, the format of film. So... It was just, it's just nice to watch it and see the kind of grain, the real grain, not digital grain. Um, that that has a big thing for me because I'm like, it feels like it is a product of its era and I like watching movies from that kind of early 2000s era. I, just, I still um, need to watch it on 4K. In fact, I've never... 4K I, I, was not great. It doesn't it's look not, that great, man. It's no. Flat, it's kind all of the colors are kind of missing and there's bad transfer. You know when the Ankylosaurus walks past, you know how that's... Yeah. Quite a dark scene anyway, but you can pick up yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the colors. You can't see the Ankylosaurus in the really? film. Can like... I say something controversial? I have mm. the 4K. That's what I watched last night. And yeah. I have a really good TV too. It's not that I have a bad TV, but uh, watching it on 4K makes the movie feel more like a... Like, not feel, sorry. It makes it look more like a TV movie. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bad transfer. That they, they, yeah. they it makes the sets time. feel more like sets. Like you can distinctly yes. tell like all those things that are running, like, oh, it's the same, like it's a set it's, versus it's funny when you're that outside. You say that because I always had that issue with the movie. That was one of my other issues, is it felt a little bit more synthetic to me. Um and I didn't know when I saw it that it was not like most of those scenes weren't real jungle, but it always felt like a little faker to me it's it's, it's definitely and, easier to tell now i don't think and, it's aged well that a specific effect it's an impressive set it's an impressive it's a great set. set they put a and lot I, of money and effort into it behind the scenes if you watch those it's very if cool. they had more time if they had more time i think they could have shot that set fantastically i don't think it's any fault of the set i don't think it's any fault of that direction i think it came down to the very forced production schedule and then basically yeah. being forced to just like kind of get a camera out there and shoot it i think yeah. that, he that said as well a lot it, of the stuff that they had planned to film in the jungles of hawaii they ended up having to film in jungles in the studios in california so you, you have to imagine they were like well we've you know we filmed everywhere on stage 12 i guess we'll move a few trees around change the angle change the lights and go yeah. again you know, that's a that lot was... of what it felt like last night. Yeah. Now that we're speaking of the production, do you think we should just shuffle right into the, the pre-production of this movie? Well, I think there's still a lot to talk about with JP3 that I think is worth You want to do more overview of JP3? Holy moly, this movie is like, this episode's going to be longer than the movie. That's not hard. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's get real here. Birdcage scene, let's talk about it right now. If you want to get it off the bat, this is my favorite scene of the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. It beats anything in Jurassic Park for me. The the music, the sets itself, the, the mm-hmm. build-up to the trend on reveal, very horror, that's number one for me. I think that's... And the action and the music peaks when Billy gets dropped into the water, it's fantastic. I think it's number one, 10 on 10. That's all Plus I have to say. But Ted talks. Themselves, the, the Pteranodon VFX were... Just yeah, and they still, you know, JP3 doesn't the VFX in JP3 hasn't aged poorly at all. It's really up there in like its quality. It doesn't get talked about enough. Are like 
the best in that film, I would say. They put all their money into that specific set, like that sequence when they, especially when they built that whole wall outside that Universal uh, Studios, like that ninety foot or whatever it was, that giant like rock, like hats off Universal. We need to see more of that in the next Jurassic Park. Yeah, the the set more small scale, if that makes sense. The birdcage sequence, I think, is so cool as well because, sure, we've seen jungles before. We've seen them in the first two movies. And while this was even a different style of jungle, seeing it in a different time and a different place, uh, seeing like a bird, the bird cage, seeing some of InGen's unseen facilities like that, such a great, you know, just really fun. It's it kind of built and expanded what InGen had done. Here's one thing. Here's a question for you. Now, we know that InGen left the island before the Lost World, before 97, because of the hurricane, right? So Lost World, when we see the island, it was abandoned anyway. But in Jurassic Park 3, the InGen logo is different on some of the products, right? It's a new logo. It's different. We've never seen that logo before. You know the one I'm talking about. It's on like the lamp that Eric has and stuff. Did InGen go back and breed things like the Spinosaurus after the events of the Lost World? Don't we know how the Spinosaurus was made now that the behind the scenes for like, not the behind the scenes, like the extra Jurassic World materials come out? Like it was like Ms. Ronnie's group or something. Wasn't that what well, was I think that was just, that's just online. It's it's lightly implied, but it's not defined. Um, that is a potential, a potential answer. But I think what we It would have been short lived then. But what we see in the movie specifically going even off of Grant's quotes, you know, makes me wonder what else engine is up to. Mm-hmm. It is implied this is an engine thing. Um, I think that we can presume that it is engine who did it. When they did it, hard to say. Was it after the events of the Lost World? I don't know. Um, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying, because the lo- I know that this is such a small thing, but the, the engine logo changing... Uh, it just feels to me like they did go back and some of the, you know, the truck, the water truck that Eric was in, which had all those products that said that had that new logo in makes you think, well, maybe they did go back and maybe they'd have, for some reason they'd had a bit of a rebrand. <laughs> well, then, yeah. well, when did Masrani buy uh, InGen from Hammond? Was let's it just, after he died in not talk about Masrani. I don't think well, we got it though. We, it, it, it I don't think it's, that's I like the think... official, we, we got to consider it though. We have to consider I don't think it. They were there until 2005 let's just ignore it the, no, the events in jp3 had nothing to do with Mizrani. no they didn't that, they didn't um 1998 but they didn't that's just online 1998 <laughs> so is... if they did go back in 98 what made them leave again the spino well, got out and they were like <laughs> scared them that wouldn't be enough Are you if it's another hurt <laughs> see that's the thing we need more store i i don't also know why there's no stories filling in this rich backstory between like 97 to thing. 2001 yeah. 2005 where that is that is so empty and i don't think any online you know Mizrani website really fills it in for me because it's not in the movies it's not written it's not it's, cons- it's, not, it's not canon, even, canon. it's not even said in the movies yeah, no, I think it's it has to be said. I think you're right. If it's in the movies, you don't even see the Masrani logo in the movies. Um, although you, they were going to show it in Fallen Kingdom, and then that scene got cut. But they did build the logo, and they yeah. had like yeah, uh, like Fallen a Kingdom thing. and Jurassic World trilogies. It's like a but whole bunch of what could have. We, been we could go on for ages about the disappointments of that. So with, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about the disappointments of JP3 instead. I think InGen did go back. For whatever reason, it could have just been Wu. It could have been some other scientists. They could have been doing something to try and 
you know, after the events of Lost World, their, their public image was even worse. They were out of money. Maybe they were like, look, there's a way to get some more money, some cash. <laughs> so they went and breed some more dinosaurs. I don't know. But the logo always stands out to me as, as something, you know. It could in, even happen because could have happened in tandem with the events of the lost world even yeah. you know for the spinosaurus to grow to full adulthood it probably was on that island for a de decent chunk of time um so yeah it's, it's hard to say I, and I think that that's the fascinating part is it does build some mysteries and i do think it's a bummer that the movies never really explored some of those mysteries because the heavy implication was engine was up to some shit yeah um and um, yeah, so I suppose you could start to say, oh, well, you know, the new park. But I don't even think the new park started, even if we're saying Masrani as like a company bought it. I don't think they started development of the new park at that time period. Plus, all of that stuff was really, really yeah. oh, plus a decade past Jurassic Park 3. If we're just thinking about what happens in the movie when he says that, none of that could have been written yet. So even it, just you know, based off movie context, I would say it's just a part of the old engine and it's there's no like new engine. I think it's just, you know how like, Companies can have different logos. Like even at my my workplace, like our official logo is stapled all over the place. But we also have alternate logos that are kind of the same but slightly different, which are also yeah, but they all over different periods of time. So it makes you think. Well, okay, they went back for another mission. They went. Maybe they just okay. went back to regroup some stuff. They took some supplies. Here's with the them. thing, Jack. All the stuff the we saw, logo. all the stuff in the Lost World that we saw was from like say 1992 to 95, yeah. and then yeah. all. This JP3 building stuff it was built like 97, just before the hurricane hit. So it's like kind of newer, slightly different. Bingo, bango. We're, we're, That's we're canon here, now. folks. That is canon now, okay? Write this in. R write this in. Talk to the directors. We'll put this in Jurassic World Revealed. And <laughs> <laughs> put this on Beyond the Gates. Get, get this said. Um, um, let's talk about the Spinosaurus. I want to talk about that because that's one that change that you know that that gives i'm struggling for words here but that that splits a lot of people well let's talk about a very controversial question how it started go for it sure. as, a, as, a, as a baryonics yes it did yes there's even a logo of it like yeah there's a logo and in some of the early pieces of concept art slash storyboards it was a baryonics um but they wanted something that was bigger than a T-Rex, so they shifted to the Spinosaurus. Saying the Baryonyx is larger than T-Rex was a very weird thing to do. So they probably went, hey, there's something that looks like the Baryonyx. It's got a crazy sail on it also, so that makes it even more unique. And it was very, very big. So, As a so kid, wasn't it Jack Horner that my favorite. Had... Jack yes. Horner suggested it was the Jack Spino. Horner. Yeah. Um, so what, wasn't there a trailer or a teaser or something that had the Baryonyx in the logo? Uh, yeah, and there's some early merchandise, uh, Jurassic Park Extinction merchandise. Oh, there was um, a water. We'll get to that. On eBay, a water. I've got the all the old posters up here. I love them. But I'm thinking more like the. I swear there's something with the Baryonyx logo that I can't find that though. Um, yeah, there were a few little things here and there. But what do you think about the Spinosaurus? I liked it. As a kid, this was my favorite dinosaur. I wanted all the toys of it. I got the when I was a kid, my my favorite toy, JP or anything JP or otherwise, was the rubber, big giant rubber spino, the opposable one. I loved the hell out of that thing. And then now that science has revealed what the spinosaur really kind of might have looked like, you know what? Spinosaur, not as cool, but that design, still number one. Yeah, the, you have to admit the, the way the spinosaurus does look. It's kind of like a big crocodile with a sail. Don't get me wrong, still still dope and cool, but uh, 
it's no longer my favorite dinosaur. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a design, I think it's a really, really good design in the movie. Um, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Spinosaurus because it, it went full monster mode. Like, it went full slasher, just sort of, like, trying to kill everyone constantly, hunting them down. So I didn't love that about the Spinosaurus. But as a design, as a dinosaur, it's a cool, it's a cool dinosaur, a cool design. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm a fan of the Spinosaurus design. And despite it going full monster with, like, its behavior, I think the design, despite being a little bit of... um the design being like a little amplified. I think it still looks naturalistic enough to fit within like the Jurassic films. And that's what I do dig about it. And it's got a really good, good um, color scheme. Um, The animatronic sometimes was a little hit and miss. Um, Even though it was the most complex animatronic ever built, it felt like it was probably down to the timeline and the way they had to film it. It felt like a big robot just sort of bumbling around with its big slow. It was very stiff. Yeah, and I think that comes down to the the rush timeline with the cinematography. But even with the rush, this, I want to say just one really, really quickly, the performance of the Spinosaur in the water at the end is mm. some of the best yeah. uh, best Jurassic cinematography, I think, in the entire franchise. Agreed. Yeah, the, the whole fire lake sequence is fantastic. But one thing I was going to say is the after the plane crash sequence, because we get... We, all we do, all we hear is we hear the Spinosaurus, and obviously it sounds. I love the reveal. Oh God! <laughs> but the, the reveal, music right? and everything. Jesus. Cooper, the plane. You get one split shot of He's it. He's a professional. Like, he can handle the, himself. What the hell is that? That's huge. The plane crashes. Boom. We haven't landed yet. They go through that, and then every shot from that point forward, from the plane crashing to the ground to them scrambling out, you don't get a full body shot of the Spino. It's shot really well. You get a, a shot of the arms when it rolls the plane over. You get the foot when it stomps in front of the plane. You yeah. get the eyes. They handle it really well. It's a very slow reveal to actually show you the entire thing in one shot. And even when it is one shot, it's through the window. It's kind of, you know, faded. It's kind of hard to see. Hard to see. And I really, there's a lot of, Quick you know, glimpses. Yeah, it's a, it is a good sequence, that, I think. I remember Spielberg cool. said he was jealous of of the plane crash sequence. And, it's a great know, sequence. Not as good as the main road sequence or anything, but it is a cool sequence. And it, I it's like better it than the like trailer it. sequence, I think, I think, right? What'd you say? No. Is it, no, oh, no it's, it's not better than the trailer sequence. sequence. The cinematography. Sorry, nothing in JP3 is better than the Lost World. Yeah, and a lot of that comes down oh to the Oh, my God. The concept... <laughs> The concept, the concept of the, the plane crash is great. A lot yeah. of the execution of the concept was both good and bad. The bad was usually the cinematography. The good was the way that they tried to do the reveals and slowly pace it. But it just, it does have that TV movie look, like you said. And uh, yeah, no, I think that the thing that holds it back again, I don't think that's a reflection of the talent behind the cinematography as much as the timeline forcing that version of the change script to sort of like well we got to figure out how to make this work real quick uh yeah it could be a great sequence it's an okay sequence with a really great concept in my opinion i wonder how that group fucking that that was my question you know what how did they even like i i, I just don't understand the whole blocking of how that happens you know what i mean does the spinosaur just sneak up on them or they just walk into the spinosaur and they fire off some shots at it you see that if you watch, I watched it yesterday. I noticed this yesterday. They fire off like three or four rounds at the dinosaur, and then it roars at them. So do they? Do they see it? Shoot at it? And does I, it survive? 
that True. adds to the menace in my head. I was like, you but know also, what? It was uh, so cool to me yesterday, and I, I was also a little bit uh, enhanced. How did Cooper get injured? How on earth did he get injured by the Spinosaurus and run away from it? They should have been filming I, this. I maybe they shot him by accident. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was shot at him by accident. Friendly fire. He's, or like, he's like, get on the plane. We got to leave Cooper because I shot the fuck out of him. Yeah, get on the plane. We gotta, do not like Cooper on this plane. He's going to murder me. Yeah. What are the ch- remember the murderer plot the, the the before they cut it there was a murderer on the group with the in the, on the island with them right wasn't that the entire like subplot what you remember this in JP three there was like a, oh, I know I've heard this on Dan's JP three page Dan's uh, maybe it was a rumor three page so that would have been a Dan's, rumor but I don't... rumor or not rumor it was like there was a murderer within the group. On the island with them, it was really intense. I'm like, was what, it Malcolm after planning? he broke his leg? <laughs> Listen, we'll talk about Malcolm in some in future episodes. We'll have a lot to say about Malcolm. I'm, I'm hoping you guys reveal some secrets about Malcolm in the future. Malcolm movies. The professional, he can handle himself. Oh yeah, um, I want Malcolm the professional. Could have been Jurassic World. Well, I don't know where this is from. Malcolm I swear this might be from uh, one of the evolution intros. But wasn't there a baby Spino that that the idea was that Cooper may have stumbled into the Spino's nest? There was a baby Spino that attacked Cooper, and then the the big mama Spino. I don't. I definitely read something about animatronic baby Spino at some point. Yeah, but there were a lot of page. There were many. That's the gospel. That's the that's the gospel. As many good rumors and good reports there were, there were a lot of things that weren't true. Um, But we don't know what was and what wasn't, though. We don't no, know. but nothing has ever surfaced. And that's not to say that it can't be true, but n- nothing has ever surfaced to suggest. Like, that's not anything that's recapped in any of the early scripts that are out there or, or the visual history book or, like, know. anything well, that's standing. There's no, like, Crash McCreary artwork of no, a baby. But okay, but, okay, but let's think about that's a good point, what a C said. How, what, how did Cooper get attacked? And then... Because he was pretty banged up, he'd lost his gun as well at this point. So the spider and they did shoot at it, and it was they were all armed. Yeah, what was going on? Well, I'm just horrible writing. Shot Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> the writing said, "Come back injured. Something happened. They got attacked. I, I shot. We gotta get. We gotta get to the next sequence. That's all it was. It ricocheted Maybe. back and smacked him." Yeah, maybe maybe they were shooting at it, thinking it will go away. It turned around and just like whipped him. Could have whipped him. All that stuff adds to the lore, though. You know what I'm talking about? Like that's the entire point of the question, I guess. Like every all these little minute details is what I care about so much. I don't do this for the Lost World. I don't do it for like Jurassic Park or any of the Lost World or the Jurassic World movies. I only do this for Jurassic Park Three. I want to like go inside that little shed at the side of the stupid thing. You- <laughs> when Lego Jurassic Park came out, Jurassic World the game, sorry, the Lego one. When you got to play the Jurassic Park Three segment. And yeah. you're like exploring every little nook and cranny. That was it took fun. my time to go to every single corner, every single grid square I could to make that sure was I fun. Uh, to try and find the answers, to see if they put it in the Lego game. Like you never they, know, man. Did they get a finished script? No, I do like That's that. Though. That whole know. build up to that scene, you know, you, you the mystery of like what was it? You don't know because you didn't see it. You just heard it. I do like that. That's fun, even though it was probably because they didn't know what to write. But um, <laughs> what? Let's kind of rewind a little bit what happened to the boat that they were paragliding from or parasailing or whatever? yeah what do we what happened there yeah commentary the guys bad writing happened to this or like bad writing the script <laughs> they get attacked um, 
there's so what do we think George it was? Lucas the writing. theory was could be pteranodons, but obviously they hadn't been let out yet. But like that's kind of makes more sense than it being the Spinosaurus. But it was very far away from the island. Very the far away from the island. And if it was the Spinosaurus, the boat never stopped moving. Is the problem? So it had to be something small that could have either landed on or jumped on the boat. At this point, let's just say that there was some sort of small semi animal that Marlin we came, never, never saw. Itself. And it just, everyone. you know what? It's the Camp Cretaceous Nothosaurus. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. that would, species would make sense. It could jump on the boat, fuck some people up, and jump off the boat. I don't know. That That's another thing. Well, look, to be honest, though, there were pteranodons. You've seen the end of The Lost World. There was that species of pteranodon. The, uh, I like to call them the, the lowland pteranodons. Inland. Inland. In, inland pteranodons. But for real, though, like it could have been them. It, they it most likely was swarm, in this case. Heck the shit out of them enough to knock them out the boat. Even you know that guy's probably still alive in the water. Yeah, he's like, ah, where's the boat? Um, they're probably wild. fishing. You know, close enough to the water to get fish, I guess. And then they, the boat comes by, and they hop on the boat, grab the guys, and just leave. I guess. Eric and uh, Eric and oh, what the, Ben? Ben Hildebrand. Ben Hildebrand. There's also Eric, no roaring too. We've seen pteranodons flying in and flying out. Unless yeah, that, if you remember that whole area a completely cloud covered, it's like. And you know what the Tranodons like from the movie later on? Fog. That's true. Yeah. They do. They do like fog, you even though they were stuck in the cage. <laughs> yeah. Horrible writing. Horrible writing. Yeah, it, it was the, the byproduct of a evolving script that they needed something to happen and never quite figured out the logic to get get it there. But I as mean, an eight-year-old boy. That was cool as hell, seeing that bloody boat. I hated it. it I, I was bothered like, me as a kid. You were an eight-year-old boy. It's different. I was an eight-year-old boy. As a seven-year-old, <laughs> I also didn't like it, Chris. I also, I was just like, why not just show it? Why not just tell us? I was it? just like, nothing Eight's makes sense part. here. <laughs> um, I don't know. My favorite answer is it's something that we never actually saw or heard of because the the popular Wait, answers of pteranodons and spinosaurus don't really gel very well with like the logic. But there are things that could have happened. And if you just look at the lens of engine was up to a lot of things and we don't know everything they did and that's a dangerous place, then okay, you know, the five deaths, bad things happen around the five deaths to fishermen. So if something's been picking out fishermen off the boats, I don't know. I'd like to imagine. They should make a movie about that. That's almost cooler than uh, the future. Imagine if it was nothing, though. Imagine if just the guy who was on the boat with the, I forget, he does have a character name, but I forget, you know. Enrique? No. Enrique, maybe. Uh, um, maybe the guy, the other guy was like really, really just. Maybe that's where the murderer was. <laughs> he was the murderer. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe they filmed it and cut it in post. I don't know. All I'm saying is someone else. You know what? If you guys are listening to this and you've heard that too, back me up. Let them oh, know. You know what it was? Let the Brack Mears. I'm pretty, the I think I'm pretty up to date with my JP3 knowledge, and I, I'm pretty sure I read that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's an answer that I don't think we'll ever have an answer to, or a question that we won't ever have an answer to. And it's best not to overthink it because we should like we should just forget about this topic and just get into the pre-production now because we're just talking about pre-production anyways. Yeah. Um, you are, you, mentioned, you did mention the spine. You did mention how you like the river sequence with the spinosaurus and the flames. And we we have to say right the embryonic administration scene. I love that sequence. It's short lived. It was meant to be a lot longer, but what they did include, again, as a kid, when the raptor runs past, when they just enter the Oh, that's a great shot. That's so good. Creepy stuff. So quick, you're not expecting it, and you're like, well, shit's going to go down. Blink and you miss the type of stuff. The fake out with Amanda Kirby, I know know that. 
I know that that gets people. Yeah, that music, that thing, brilliant. that sound. Yeah, brilliant. Um, the fake out with the raptor. It is a bit silly, but it is cool. I like the fake out because she's staring at it like, and you're thinking in her head, she's probably, how is that even in there? And then it just my switch. The reason why I don't like it is it's a fun idea. It's that it just makes the characters too dumb. It's like <laughs> it's not that I can't buy the raptor doing that. I can buy the raptor. They're you know ambushing. It just yeah. makes it's just like that monster movie trope where the characters are super super dumb to like sell thrilling plot moments. But it's a cool thing for the raptor to do. I just wish it was done in a way where I'm not like you are so dumb. What are you doing? Because. <laughs> That's sort of what I was feeling with half of these characters in that movie, where I'm like, "What? what is their problem? Why, why are they like this? How have they survived a world without dinosaurs? And how are they going to get to the end of this movie? They do. They, uh, let's talk about the characters real quick then. Uh, Amanda Kirby, even forget about just dinosaurs on the island. Even if you were in any jungle, I, I, I guess you would scream for bears. But if you were in like a tropical jungle, I don't think I'd be screaming you know, that loud. I don't want to be attacked by no random animal, let alone a dinosaur. The script that is online, um, she's a lot smarter. And why why did they just get, I guess, time? They didn't want to write a smart character. They took most of her lines and then, like, gave them to Eric. Like, they repurposed them to Eric. But in in the version of the script that's, like, 90% the movie that we got that's available online, she is far more intelligent in actually has like a purpose and i do think like they i guess they wanted to give eric in that version of the script was like uh had ptsd and i think they were afraid that, that was one's like, dark that they're like that's too heavy so then they took all of amanda's stuff and gave it to eric and then they're like let's just make amanda really dumb and annoying <laughs> yeah i mean she's she which doesn't serve the movie pretty right. quickly i think when the raptors oh that's another scare with uh tom udesky's death when that was like, he's not dead. <laughs> Tommy Desky. Tommy Desky's dead. Tommy Desky. Um, you know, where Amanda's like, we, we have to help him. Like, no, it's Paul that says that. Paul Kirby's like, we have to help him. And Amanda starts climbing down the tree. And then she falls and slips. Yeah. And the raptors jump up. That whole sequence is great. But I think that was a proper wake-up call to her. That whole sequence, you know. Um, you know yeah. what's funny? For the longest time, I didn't understand like what was going on on the ground at that point. Like I didn't understand if Udesky was. I didn't understand he was alive until I think I was maybe seventeen or eighteen. Like I didn't understand what was going on. I thought they were like somehow moving. Is like I don't know, man. I was a stupid kid back then. I wasn't Twitching thinking too much about nerves. it. And then yeah. someone said like they they left him somewhat alive. I'm like, oh, that's what happened. That makes a lot more sense. They had a sequence where there's a, obviously a famous now, infamous deleted scene with Udesky. We don't know if they filmed it, but where he, grabs a, he grabs a stick and... Oh, fights. there's a picture of it online. Yes, you can easily There's find a picture it of him holding a stick. Yeah. Udesky with stick. Udesky with stick. Yeah, we were telling Mattel they need to make that toy. Udesky with... No, that's such a... You know what? That, stick. It, I want to know where the extended cut of JP3 is. I know it exists. They filmed more than just those... Bare. I know there's like a. I know the movie like what ninety two minutes. I think there's a hundred minute movie out there somewhere. Give me a hundred minute movie. I'm sure there is more character moments, but I can't imagine there's much more in terms. You know of what? Like, even I would even take them just walking quietly in the jungle just for me to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of breathing space in between the uh, the running in between dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, 
it would have probably just been more screaming and yelling and weird quips. But at the same time, I, I would I would like to see what they shot, uh, whatever it is that didn't make it. But we also know that a lot of the things that were supposed to be in the movie just ultimately didn't get filmed. Um, it's not that they cut them out in post production; it's that they ran out of money in production and then just didn't film them. So I, I think at one point I also read out Dan's JP three page. That's where I read it. But I think I also read at one point they were like film; they were writing the script the day before they were filming it or some oh, point. Like, yeah, 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 no, even Sam Neil was writing the script at some point, wasn't he? Not in his hotel room or something crazy. Yeah, literally, like all the cast members were like. Well, like then you like, then you think if you then you look at the dialogue that we have, it's like nope, like it's a wonder they got anything going at all. You know, it's a wonder this movie came as came out as solidly produced as it did, that regardless movie, of what you think of it. It definitely. Jurassic Park 3 would be a very different animal if it were simply delayed and allowed to develop the script a bit further um, because it needed it. Uh, and that was a different time, though, too, in Hollywood, right? They, you wouldn't, I don't think things were delayed that often. If, I, think if things ever, were, right? I think things were allowed to be delayed a lot more back then than they are really? now. Really? Because isn't the article, we were talking about this before we started recording, because I thought that Kathleen Kennedy had wanted to at one point cancel JP3, then you guys were telling me that she didn't even want to delay it, and she said... No, she's just gonna keep going. All that they spent too much money that they needed to go forward with it for the studio. Um, but ultimately, I think that the better call would have been take some of those losses, delay, and then shoot in a few months or something like that, or even a year later. Ultimately, because of shooting schedules and whatnot. But delays come with consequences. Sometimes certain actors that were supposed to play a role, well, they got another movie next year. So if you delay it, that doesn't mean that means that you might have to recast some of your characters and whatnot. I mean, so let's be real here. Or, decision but i there must have been more to it because like if that if it, was, if it was just based solely off casting like pretty much everyone is replaceable except for sam neill like you can literally replace anyone with like they're good actors but like you know what i mean like they can get replaced by anyone else you'll have to pay them a little bit if, oh if, then maybe i don't know the behind yeah, the scenes of all that it just delays delays do have costs there's no doubt about that that making a decision to delay a movie when you're moments away from filming, basically, is going to cost a pretty penny. It's going to cost. And do you think the like the result, like the result movie, and like what? I guess how do I rephrase my question? What do you think caused the the end box office results of this movie? Because they were significantly lower than the Lost World. Do you think it's just franchise fatigue? Because we've seen it with this series of Jurassic World films too. Each one dropping by like three hundred million, and this was what happened with the first set of films too. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I think franchise fatigue plays a part. I think the reviews of the movie also played a part. And I think also, I think people caught on pretty quickly that the scope of this movie was not nearly as large. So I think it was just less interesting. It was a very, it was a, the movie was a rescue mission. It had, it had no grander story to tell. It had no larger like sub themes or elements. So I just don't think it was the most compelling of, um, compelling of movies it just i mean even the cinematography like if you look at the trailers of it it just is not as nice looking as the trailers for jurassic it Park. really does feel like i hate saying this about the movie but it honestly just feels like a product if that makes sense just like kind of like jurassic world movies but more but they feel more commercialized somehow but jurassic park 3 just feels like that mid 2000s sequel product movie like men in black 2 and 3 Mm-hmm. You know, three came out a bit later, but that type of ilk, like uh, the Mummy Two, 
uh, Mummy 3, even though I came out later too, but those like mid to late 2000s, just product, get it out there, cash in on the, the brand. Kind but of, that's yes. what's bad that's about it sad. because it wasn't supposed to be that. It wasn't supposed to. But come that's out. I think that because because they went this trajectory with Jurassic Park three and not delaying it, it became that. Why they didn't delay it. it? It became a commercial product. Just it, it just became, became a commercial product. The studio invested a lot of money into this, and they need this tent pole by this time. So mm-hmm. you have to go ahead and make it. Yeah, it became that type of film, even though that's not what it was like started out as. And when you get those type of movies, and there's there's. I, I know everyone involved is passionate, but there's like a certain level of passion that's missing almost when you have to get just fit, oh, made yeah. to get forced to make a, a product that you don't really want to have that, like your name tied to anymore. Like half, half, I remember shortly after the movie came out, they're like, do you want to come back for Jurassic Park 4 to some of the actors? They're like, no, hell no. Have, um, and Alessandro DeVoe is like, fuck no. Billy He's like, Grant. I only liked it because like Grant or like Sam Neill was like playing ukulele to keep the morale high because morale yeah, was low. Like, Sam Neill's like, I want to come back. Everything. Even though we're contracted, I don't want to come back. It's like, oh, it was so sad to read. As a it's a real shame. I wonder if that was a bit of a reason that Kathleen Kennedy ended up not coming back for Jurassic Park 4. I know that by that time she had, by the time they ended up doing Jurassic World, yeah, she, you know, she was already with Star Wars. But, you know, very early on, Frank Marshall, like 2002, 2003, Frank Marshall was taken on the lead of jurassic park 4 i do find that quite interesting 2005 was if, gonna come out man i wonder well, if kathleen kennedy was still very much in the discussions and very she much was involved early. but frank had come in at like very early on in jurassic park 4's production it makes you wonder yeah. if she'd been like frank I, almost took over for her you know what i mean like behind the scenes without announcing it when he, was, he, he kind of like the only one that was really how did he become yeah remember how he almost like somehow just became the the producer of the franchise even though he never produced any of them yeah everyone just started asking him about jb4 for some reason yeah yeah so strange. Like, why patty online the early days of twitter before twitter became what twitter has become over the past however many years it's been a slow decline long before musk <laughs> even after musk as well but like uh twitter's Twitter used to it inspired a lot more candidacy in those like 2013 2012 eras where Frank Jack would always Jack talk to Frank Marshall yeah. on Twitter and get some big I was literally when we were researching for that episode I literally went to a deadline article and it linked to a interaction with Frank Marshall about Kathleen Kennedy not coming back and who's it yeah. linked to tweet to she Frank, uh, to Jack Delamar no, she's <laughs> she's um, traded in Raptors for Tie Fighters or something. That's it. That's the quote, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Jack Delamar caused it. Frankie, Frank, Frank, I don't used think to he's even on Twitter anymore. Responding to stuff, he used to re- respond to people about um, Indiana Jones four back in the day as well. With, mm-hmm. oh, is it the Bermuda Triangle? And he'd be like, no. <laughs> uh, <things laughs> like that. I think that was pretty cool. But yeah, there was. I wonder if what happened with Jurassic Park three. And with Kathleen deciding not to delay it, give them extra time or anything, and then the movie ended up not making as much money, not killing the I franchise, guess, critically not being as good. I wonder if it made her want to step back from the franchise. Um, I, I perhaps. Know, although I think if she didn't take on Star Wars and Lucasfilm, I imagine she would have probably been producing as the lead producer, probably alongside Frank. But the lead producer, even if she didn't want to, she might have just done it as a favor to Spielberg because they're always so you know just they're like this, they're very tight. So mm-hmm. I'd imagine she'd just be, if not, she'd just be an executive. I imagine she, you know what? Once she's done her role as a Lucasfilm president or whatever she is now, 
I imagine that she'll. Uh, sorry, uh, for those who, who can't see, which is everyone, I guess. Uh, I'm being swarmed by my cats. So this is you guys take over. I'm, I'm actually being swarmed. Yeah, is being swarmed by cats. He was holding one, then another one came out of nowhere. They both just keep going up to the microphone for some reason, and then like turning into it. I want to be part of it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Cats are too much. What was I saying? Oh yeah, Kathleen. Yeah, so I think I think at some I think without I don't want to. I will say something controversial. I don't want a Jurassic Park movie that doesn't have the name Steven Spielberg or Kathleen Kennedy or Frank Marshall tied to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if the original creators aren't attached to it in some sort of artificial way, even, it almost doesn't feel like an official product. It almost feels fan fiction. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. I don't like new Star Wars movies because they don't feel like, they just feel like off movies. I I just don't know how to describe it. I get what you're saying. Although I do feel like Spielberg's involvement with the Jurassic World movies probably didn't really did it mean much. I don't feel like probably not, but it's nice to see when I pop it in in the, in the screen. Okay, yeah, I just I, I don't know. I know what you're saying. I agree with that. I find it I found it weird initially that Kathleen wasn't involved with the Jurassic World movies because I thought she was such a great asset on the original three. Um, uh, yeah, but Frank filled in the gaps. Frank got the job done. <laughs> and but you Pat know Crowley, right? His born As supremacy. I, oh yeah, Pat Crowley is is producing buddy there. His uh, you know what's funny? Look at the Bro. quality of the Jason Bourne movies. Look what happened. They made that one stinker. They made those two stinkers, and now the franchise is dead. I don't think Frank Marshall. I was gonna say Frank Marshall. Maybe his pedigree was more prime time back in the day. Now not so much because he's been making a lot of uh, misses these days so maybe having him back not a great idea and same with Kathleen Kennedy the Star Wars movies are kind of a mess the whole Star Wars and Lucasfilm are, is kind of a mess too so I don't yeah, think we want while, them back maybe, maybe while they're obviously movie. top of their game producers I feel as though Frank now is kind of the studio producer you know he, he got the job done uh, it was less about how creative and, and maybe thought provoking the movies were and more about the box office on budget the, yeah, is it on, budget? It on budget here's the thing it. his movies aren't making money anymore either indiana jones jason bourne aside from jurassic his things aren't really making gangbusters anymore you know what i mean like he made hits back in the day but i don't know i think you're right jack i think he's just kind of by the books by the numbers and i, I think jurassic needs something i don't know how to say it. it's not a little bit he's different a passionate but, uh, producer very passionate producer. Here's the thing, though. Colin, we thought was was a passionate producer at one point too, and director as well. But uh, you know, I don't know how to. I don't know who we need at this point. I, I honestly don't know if Jurassic has a perfect director out there. We might have to wait a while till one of the young guns, you know, grow up and take the take the helm. Jack, hurry up. Well, we can we can maybe discuss that in a future app. I think we should discuss what Jurassic Park 3 could have been. Thanks to scripts that have come out and thanks to, never thought I'd say this, but thanks to the ultimate visual history book, um, we have a better insight into what Jurassic Park 3 was supposed to be. And the script that Joe Johnston, you know, ripped up, threw away, was finally unveiled a little bit in the Ultimate Visual History Guide. So I think we should talk a little bit about that. And preface by saying, at this point, the movie was most likely still going to be called 
Jurassic Park 3 Extinction or Breakout. They were they were toying with both names. Yeah, and, and after reading of... the book, I think Breakout, you know, makes a little bit more sense. But you know what? Extinction, to a lesser degree, but also makes sense. But I think Jurassic Park 3 Breakout would have been cool. Well, it makes you wonder where Extinction came from because the... the Screenplay extinction don't really of from mankind well, from dinosaurs. You know, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but that moment at the end of that screenplay with the military that that was supposed to be extinction, but then they felt like it was a fake out because it doesn't actually end that way, so they oh. dropped the title. But um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So at the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, um, <laughs> so in the beginning, first, we have to rewind back to the production of the Lost World. Enduring the beginning of filming the lost world, Steven Spielberg always intended to direct Jurassic park three. He constantly wanted to direct Jurassic park three. And he always had one very core idea of Jurassic park three. The dinosaurs will be getting off the Island, like in Michael Crichton's books into Costa Rica and whatnot. So that was something that he really wanted to explore as he was filming the lost world he came to a realization that he did not want to be caught up doing sequels. He wanted to focus on original movies. So he came to the determination that he would not be directing Jurassic Park 3 while filming The Lost World. That caused him to throw away the ending of The Lost World because he wanted his chance to film a sequence of dinosaurs on mainland. So he changed the ending of The Lost World to have the T-Rex San Diego sequence because he was no longer going to do Jurassic Park 3. So flash forward. Joe Johnson had asked many a long time before the lost world. Can I direct the next one? Steven said, Hey, I'm doing it. But if I ever step away, you're my first ask. So when Steven decided he was no longer directing the movie, he went to Joe Johnson. When he went to Joe Johnson, he only had two very strong determinations. Well, three, I should say mainland story in part. He wanted the pteranodons to play a big part. Uh, which is why, you know, when we talk about the Tyrannodon sequence feeling so great and refined, well, it was literally one of the first ideas. One of the it few was planned things from that, the beginning. One of planned. the few things that stuck around through many iterations. And then the third thing, which ultimately did not make the cut, Stephen's big idea was he wanted Dr. Grant on the island, living on the island, studying the dinosaurs. Um, yeah, and that, I, that idea continued to evolve until eventually it just got dropped entirely. Um, <laughs> but... But it's it not was Jurassic Park. It's craziness. Um, so those were the three, and then they wanted a new dinosaur. They wanted a new big bad. They wanted something to replace the T Rex. Started with the Baryonyx, became the Spinosaurus. We talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, but anyhow, Jack, did you want to take uh, take it take a little bit from there from the development? Um, sure. So I'm not sure exactly what to say, but there were a few iterations of the script. We know that. When Joe Johnson joined the project, there was a screenplay that he immediately threw out, which he said read like an episode of Friends. Yeah, that was from... Uh, so there was the Craig Rosenberg, Rosenberg script, which was written in 1999. Rosenberg's story followed three families into two charted airplanes, the adult passengers in one plane, kids in the other, on the way to the Galapagos <laughs> Islands. Crazy in itself. The, ki the kids... Playing, the kids Craig playing Rosenberg is working on the boys now. Oh, Interesting. Great show. Um, the kids' plane crashes to Isla Sorna somehow, sparking um, the kids discovering Alan Grant living on the island, Robinson Crusoe style, studying the dinosaurs. Um, like, what is this? Johnson said this. The script was unwieldy, over, overly complicated, with too much teen angst and overly witty sitcom one-liners. 
There are too many characters and contrived dynamics between them that took away from the fun. Fortunately, no one liked it. So they threw it away. <laughs> um, then in December 1999, they brought in Peter Bachman? Bookman? How do you, mm-hmm. how do you say I it? I think it's Bookman. Bookman? Mm-hmm, I think so. But I'm probably wrong. And um, he, he still had the idea of the marooning. Um, and uh, it, it went it, uh, and underwent quite a few changes. And that's when we got a very interesting story that laid the groundwork for the Jurassic Park 3 that we got. But it had some very other interesting elements. Yeah, um, one of the main things we know is that the, the screenplay was kind of split down the middle. It wasn't exactly 50-50, but it was part on Isla Sauna and part on the mainland, which is, again, natural progression after the Lost World. It's, it's, it kind of needed to go in that direction. We didn't need... That was one of the faults with Jurassic 3, right, that the critics had. Just another island running around dinosaurs on an island. It didn't progress enough in, in the kind of world building that needed to happen. But the screenplay did, and it should have... I, I feel like, personally, I wish that really did happen. Uh, we, we would be in a very different position now, I feel, with the franchise. But anyway, we know that the, the kind of characters were Paul Roby, which ended up being Paul Kirby, was the wealthy businessman that funded Grant's digs, um, which is interesting. It kind of harkens back to Hammond being the dig funder and things like that. Eric was his son. No, Miles was his son. Miles, Miles his yeah. Son. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, they, they found ways to use the characters again, but they were completely different characters with different interests and different... Uh, Paul know, was actually actually was wealthy. It was not a fake out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they attached to Miles. They did, not, they did not kidnap Grant. So the, the big thing is in Costa Rica... So Alan Grant wanted funding to study the dinosaurs on Isla Sorna himself, particularly the raptors. So he was looking for funding to do that. At the same time, um, there started becoming dinosaurs, corpses washing ashore in Costa Rica and people being attacked. Um, uh, it says specifically like as far south as Panama, I believe. Um, uh, basically, people are being attacked. There's a lot of incidents of dinosaur encounters on the mainland. The Costa Rican government is taking this very seriously, and the environmentalists in there are basically saying, hey, this isn't just our issue. This is the world's issue. These dinosaurs are breeding while it might be isolated to our neck of the woods right now, it's going to become a problem. So there was a U.S. representative that was overseeing some of these things, and they came to Grant and said, hey, if you testify at this hearing and help us get like control of the island, we will let you be the person to, like, you could come on the island and study the dinosaurs. Grant agrees at the same time. Miles says, hey, uh, not Miles, Paul says, hey, we'll fund you. We just want you to, you know, narrate our little flyover. So... Grant says, okay, I'm already heading down that direction. Anyways, the flyover goes awry. They crash on the island, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, because Tom Udesky uh, is too, whoa, look at the dinosaurs, look at the dinosaurs, not flying the plane. Ends up, plane ends up hitting something, right? Hits a tree or something. Is yeah, and it's like forced to pay land. attention when you fly. You gotta pay attention. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically then what you, what was in the movie. The Spinosaurus attacks, the plane gets destroyed, you know, during the crash. Um, they become stranded on the island, have to find a way off. Uh, oh, yeah. But they were, there was something that they were trying to figure out because Grant's, uh, the, the reason they think the raptors may have escaped the island or found a way off is because something drastic must have happened to their nest or to, you know, the island that made them not want to stay there anymore, right? That's a part of it. That's a factor. 
So, yeah, that, that one's not in the visual history book, but that's something that's been reported elsewhere. One yeah. of the big things in the visual history book that was in this version of the script is some of the most frequent attacks were pteranodons. Um, right. I'm not sure what. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, don't I, was saying, I was trying to mind to Chris back off the mic a little bit. You're coming in hot. Coming in real oh. hot. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. That's. Um... Could not. I was not able to understand what you were doing there. I was like, you look like Chris was so in right? the story. He was like, he was getting. <laughs> see, I don't believe this. This is the thing. Chris says he doesn't care for Jurassic Park three, but he gets so into it like this. I, I, I refuse to believe this. He's putting on a show. This story, like, this story is the story we always wanted to get. Well, even this is the story we got. This is half the story no, we got. No, no, no. The whole mainland thing. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Go back to the novels, and that's what that's what kind of happens. The raptors. It's hinted that the raptors get off the island in the in the first novel, and in you yeah. know that's something that people always wanted to see. As much as we saw a, ta- a T Rex in San Diego, that was nice and contained, and they managed to you know haul it out its ass back to uh, sauna. But you know, San Diego has marines. Where were the marines during that, in, in, that whole incident? Probably they not. even came in on a boat. Well, I mean, yeah. the animal control got called, so nobody was taking this idea seriously that, at that yeah. point. At that point, people didn't believe dinosaurs were really de-extinct. So, yeah, oh, that's a good point. It, it oh, was... I want to say one more thing while we're talking about the whole thing. The world didn't believe the, the dinosaurs weren't de-extinct. I'm going to say something right now. People say that Jurassic Park three didn't push the the world forward at all. I call bullshit. No, that's because... true. I mean, after the events of the mm-hmm. Lost World, though, you... That's the Lost World that did that. Yeah. But... but <laughs> it but shows the effect. At... But Jurassic Park 3 shows, like, the effect of dinosaurs on the world now. Like, Isla Sorna is now a restricted island. There's, like, a fly... There's, like, a, a airplane patrolling the, the air at all times now or whatever. Like, and there's all those people in the, in, the, in the auditorium to see Grant are only there for the Jurassic Park or Lost World story. It shows that the world is fascinated by the dinosaurs. And you get this weird story about Jurassic World. People aren't interested in dinosaurs no more. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Jurassic yeah. Park 3, the show that, that all they care about is like that incident and what What, what does Grant that guy know. say when he asks the question in the movie, not in the in the screenplay that was chucked? He says something about, um, you know, once, once the Costa Rican government and the scientists figure out how to handle that second island, you know, scientists will just go in for themselves kind of thing. It's like everybody's. I think aware. you almost nailed it perfectly. That this is real. Everybody's aware that this is happening yeah. now. That there's dinosaurs there, and I think that in itself is such a cool world-building thing. But the original exactly. screenplay gave us even more of that. It gave us mm-hmm, the guy true. that was in charge of the Costa Rican treaty. Um, you know, and, that's a lot more world-building, which uh, I guess was just cut out because of timing. We just rushing the production. They just couldn't fit all of it in. Because this, let's be honest, this the story that you guys are talking about easily could have been fit within the Jurassic Park 3 that we got. Like, it could, it, you could film those parts right now, today, and splice them in within the movie somehow, and I think I think it would work out decently. Just ask AI you know to mean? do it. Just, yeah, I'm God. sure Universal's already on it. With, with some <laughs> but, of the covers they're producing, I think they're already making this is why covers. This is why it bothers me. I'll never understand Joe Johnson purely saying, well, it was a bit complex. Come on, what was the real reason you chucked the screenplay? There has to be more. This is the man who made Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Let's not forget this. (laughs) He made October Sky. Come on, that's a Um, great movie. I mean, we talked about this earlier. I'll go later on. What are you doing, dude? What happened was they did not have a screenplay that was like paced out correctly. And because they weren't able to get a delay, 
by stripping out half of the movie and taking out the mainland plot and only focusing on the people stuck on the island, it was probably easier to get that that done in the abbreviated amount of time. So I don't necessarily think it was he never said it was a bad script. It was just like basically they didn't have the time to make that complex of a story. So they had to dumb it down and simplify it. Um, but to the story recap, so like after the Spinosaurus attack, it flashes to the mainland and we see that hearing that Grant was supposed to attend, which he's no longer attending because he's stranded on the Isla Sorna. And basically the hearing gets underway and we start to hear about some of the attacks and the problems that are happening on the mainland. You go back to the uh, Grant and co, uh, you know, they end up in the embryotics administration Um but they stay overnight at the embryonics administration and have multiple encounters with velociraptors throughout that nightly uh, thing where the raptors keep like sneaking in. There's not a lot of details other than it was apparently unnecessarily complicated. Um, Eventually to escape the velociraptors, they escape the compound on dirt bikes. And if people recall, there is a certain amount of some John Bell artwork that was very hard to contextualize. Ring pieces. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> of a dirt bike and two ATVs of a Honda dirt bike and two Honda ATVs that are Jurassic branded with people going away. Now we know that, say, that was they the- are very, uh, what's the word? They're, they're perfectly John Bell, perfectly Jurassic Park. They've got that, yeah. that proper feel to them. But anyway, yeah, no, that's a cool piece of art. I remember when that came out, I think Derek shared it with us first. It was yeah. very confusing as to how that was supposed to fit into the story. And then obviously the visual history guide gave us a a much better insight into that so that was the motorcycle sequence spielberg always spoke of the one he always wanted to get in it's in the game to the jurassic park 3 island attack game boy advance game there's a little bit of a motorbike run away from the raptors is that right there is grant gets on a little bit of a little bit of a high-speed chase down some i guess muddy fields i guess with some holes you know that this is is random a little off topic now but there is a mobile game that was made after Jurassic Park 3, and it has the Jurassic Park 4 logo. Yeah, that's very interesting. Is that the one with Malcolm? I, I can't remember what was in it, but He's it's rescuing old... something from poachers, rescuing the yeah, or something. Point click. It's definitely poachers. I had it on my old phone. I used to play it. I remember this. I was like, what is this? Yeah. I want to note the the dirt bike sequence apparently got its start in the very first script, the one that got thrown away with all the kids, because there is a piece of a storyboard that has people riding the dirt bike, and it says Brooke versus Pteranodon, and it's like, who the hell is Brooke? They should release all those. They should stop it, hiding them. It catches up with the gang in the distance. And if I recall, there's also some David Lowry storyboards of like a raptor pouncing on the dirt bike and falling off a cliff or something along those lines. So a lot of these, even a lot of these ideas that made it into the versions of the script started in that version that got thrown away that nobody liked. A lot of the set pieces were at least started started to get their groundwork very early on. Would love to get my hands on those scripts to see what the set pieces were. I understand that the characters were not great, but uh, yeah. Anyhow, back to this version of the story, the one that basically laid the foundation for Jurassic Park 3 if you strip out the mainland stuff. Um, they, they always wanted to have smarter velociraptors, so even here, um, they had Billy stealing the eggs from the raptor nest, uh, leading them to be pursued by the raptors. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Billy Hume? Billy it is Hume. Billy Hume, yes. Hume. Billy Hume. Oh, uh, I Brennan. I have to admit, Billy Brennan. Billy Mr. Brennan. Brennan. Um, Iconic. Yeah. I can never tell what's rock. So, oh. well, technically it's all rock. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Rest in peace to that actress, by the way. She passed Anyhow, away. the uh, the resonating chamber scene and getting rid of the eggs happens ver- at, like basically this portion after they escape from the raptors on dirt bikes, end up in the trees. The whole resonating chamber scene and the uh, egg giving the eggs back scene happens then. And then the story switches back and forth to mainland Costa Rica. Um, there, they uh, some of the officials visit a village where a dinosaur has supposedly been captured, only to find a broken cage and several dead villagers. Uh, then local police also encountered frightened fishermen who have netted a headless animal carcass. It turns out to be a pteranodon carcass. Um, and right when they identify the carcass as a pteranodon, we jump back to Isla Sorna, and that is right when Grant and company enter the aviary. So it's meant to be like, oh, this, like, like this, like, oh, fuck moment, you know, where, like, they find this corpse that we've seen that these things are wreaking havoc, and then Grant and co. enter an aviary, and you're like, oh, God. Um, very much the sequence plays out exactly the way it plays in the movie, only Billy actually dies during the moment. Um <laughs> And then they take a barge and head to the engine marina where they encounter the Spinosaurus, which then bites through the boat's wheelhouse. The, they get stuck in the cage. The cage falls in the water, spilling gasoline. Um, in this version, it is Miles or, you know, Eric who um, escapes and shoots the flare gun and lights the Spinosaurus on fire. Um, so then good change to Paul Kirby. Good change. So then we kind of cut back to the mainland. Now it's like a very military operation because they've decided like this is getting out of hand. There are villagers, there are dinosaurs on the mainland. Villagers are dying. Um, your cat is climbing your window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, villagers are dying. So they decide to do a military Lucky operation. The window all closed. They, <laughs> they do a satellite scan of Isla Sorna. They see the plane that Grant and co were on has mm-hmm. crashed. They presume them dead. So they send an eight. They send an A ten Warthog fighter jets to wipe out the dinosaur population. Bombs are dropped, <laughs> starting a dinosaur. Bombs. However, one of the uh, military, one of the pilots, spot. Um, they spot like the survivors, so they call off the bombing run. Now this is at the end of the movie, when Grant finds out that they are planning to kill the dinosaurs, he refuses to be evacuated. And he runs off into the jungle to stay with the dinosaurs, and they call off the military operation. Never to be seen again. Which is a fascinating, uh, fascinating part. You know, imagine see, seeing Grant. I'm not going anywhere. Runs into the jungle. I think it's. I think it's a great idea though, because he is a, a well. It fits his character for what they were building in that in that story. It fits. It's like he's already. Yeah. He was on the island in that one already. No, he wants no, to go no, to the no, island. He wasn't study on the island, he wants but to go. He wanted to go to the island. Wanted yeah, he to wants study the dinosaurs. And yeah, completely opposite. Uh, I like the way they did it in Jurassic Park Three. The one we got. He's maybe they did it in the same way originally. He's ambivalent towards them originally. Doesn't like them. Thinks they're monsters. And then he finds the beauty of them towards the I end of the it, picture. Yeah, I think it is cool in in the JP3 we got how he's like, you know, what InGen did, Jurassic Park, you know, genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more. Honestly, that's that's the best. That's like the meat of the movie. That's where all the, you know, the the heavy dialogue is. It's the best part of the movie. I think the setup is is the best part of the film, aside from the turn on sequence, of course. But the build up and the setup, the world building is fantastic. In that screenplay that Chris is reading about, having him actually want to be the one that studies the dinosaurs believing that they there's there's you know lessons to be learned about studying the ones that they did breed i do like that and i think 
the idea of him running into the jungle is, is would have been hard to make not look comical but um i think as you said it makes sense for his character i guess he could hide in the aviary again maybe i don't know I don't, man this this story i see where the overly complicated comes in but honestly it's not that overly complicated i don't i i just think i don't know why they just for what what what's your honest take on why you think they didn't uh, go with this this take of honestly a much better deeper story to the whole mythos of jurassic yeah i don't that's the thing i always struggle with why did they chuck it and i get what chris is saying chris says you know well maybe they didn't have a final screenplay still and they couldn't figure out the pacing so they thought because of timing but the way it was always reported was that he just they dumped the entire screenplay and started fresh which we know they didn't do they did keep a number of sequences and they kept yeah the characters in amount kind of yeah I just I don't understand the mainland stuff. I don't maybe I just don't know. Without asking Joe Johnson, I know he was asked. And it's interesting how it's never been repurposed. He was I asked for the book, but what, what did he say in the in the Ultimate Visual History? What was his reason for chucking that version? Um, or did they not touch on that? He just says the story wasn't quite there and it was complicated, and they opted to simplify the story. I think that's a pragmatic way of saying. Our hands were forced when they wouldn't let us delay the movie, so we had to simplify it. I think that's a way of basically him not putting the blame of not saying, like, I would have kept it if I could have, but I couldn't. There wasn't enough time. Mm -hmm. But I think that, honestly, reading between the lines and also things that Joe Johnson and others have said over the years, they wanted to delay that movie. They, they wanted a mainland story. They wanted a more complex story. I think, ultimately, we got the simplified story simply because they weren't given enough time to make the larger story and maybe maybe at the time as well they were thinking look this will work but we'll save the mainland for the next one maybe that's kind of what they they were thinking during this as well because we know that joe was attached to jurassic 4 for yeah. a long time and spielberg and kathleen had, had said even after jurassic park 3 came out yeah it's joe, joe's gonna make a great mm -hmm. jurassic 4 kind of thing <laughs> so he even kept like talking about it for many years after yeah, yeah. They, it's not like they weren't planning it. They probably did have that kind of thought. Look, we'll save the mainland thing. We'll set it up at the end of the movie. We'll have the Tyrannodons flying off. And then, unfortunately, Spielberg got in his head of militarizing the raptors and hi hybrids, and everything kind of went wonky from there. <laughs> the good part about that is he's got it out of his system, so he can we can go back to the good stuff. We can go back to the, 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 the mainland, Costa Rica, and Panama plot. We can go back to it now. Yeah, I would Spielberg love that. That is fixed. You know what I mean? We can go back now. Go I, back I hope. I, I hope Spielberg's like idea for the Jurassic franchise going forward isn't like, okay, we laid the groundwork for that. Now we can go full throttle into it. Like maybe like he was, he came to the. If that happens, I will no longer be a fan of this franchise. I have no interest in watching Miltrud. Yeah, I mean, I just really hope that. I think the best thing they could do is a back to basic story. I mean, I don't. They mean, have like, to at this point. I, I and honestly, I think people would be interested to go back back to jurassic park that kind of like how prey did it kind of back to the basics the roots. Yeah. because honestly jurassic world dominion i know it didn't go as far over the top as it could have but like, it was pretty over the top for a jurassic movie and it's pretty over the top yeah yeah and you you shouldn't you should not go any more over to the top than that you know by the sequel standards what you did in the last one do more in the next one they gotta not do that they gotta go back and make much less and like you said, the audience will appreciate that. It's strange. The problem is for Universal, it is their big blockbuster movie franchise. It's their Marvel series at this point. But That's you can, how they, seemingly how they consider it. And with a the slow money Jurassic Park makes, movie, I'm convinced, can make money. 
They can make money. Yeah, the no. name alone can sell the tickets. I agree. I, I feel like they'd have much better. And Universal knows this, I think. Giving it less of a budget, you know, like one of those success stories. They give it a 20 mil, 30 mil budget, make something really tight and contained. You could never do a Jurassic film for that budget, though. Like a cheap Jurassic film would probably be like 100. Like 100. Yeah, yeah, true, true, like, true. Would have to be a lot. But, but yeah, you know but, what I'm saying. You know, keep it, keep it yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of contained. But I just don't feel like it will happen. I th- I feel if they do well, side stories, if they do what they consider spin-off movies, maybe that's where we'll get lucky. If they do a TV series, I just don't feel like they will now because if Dominion hadn't made a Billy, then maybe we'd be having a different conversation. But unfortunately, regardless of what you think about that movie. It still made a hell of a lot of money and made and a, lot, a of- lot of diminishing returns and critical uh, re- critical response just went down the toilet. Critical and fan response, and ultimately one of the things they heard the most was this wasn't the movie people wanted to have. the The idea of dinosaurs hitting the mainland that that's what really interested people, and they didn't and it really still resonate. didn't happen. <laughs> and they didn't got really like three really scenes really of it resonate. And I think taking this more personal approach, if they like take the kind of Costa Rica effect of the slow creep of the dinosaurs, going back in time and saying, hey, guess what? The rest, the way to tell that story is to kind of jump back in time and kind of tell it from the perspective of like a Costa Rican um, scientist who had to deal with it. And maybe you can flash forward. And now that's like the world's problem. They're like, we tried to tell y'all, but nobody listened because it wasn't America. And the big corporations shut us up. You know, there's a lot of corruption, like covering everything up. That would be a cool I, movie. The, I think that that's the way it's telling that sort of personal Costa Rican story of the slow mm-hmm. creep of the natural outbreak and then bringing it into present day and maybe dialing back because the, the dinosaurs were everywhere in Dominion, which made no sense. And it was kind of silly dialing it back a little bit, but like also having the spread be wider than costa rica but you can kind of tell that personal story and i think if you had it from somebody whose their perspective is they've been dealing it with since like the late 90s and basically had no support they had a deal you know all these villages were kind of thrown to the wind and basically all these attacks were covered up and now this person is like the forefront expert a costa rican scientist is the forefront expert of dinosaurs on the mainland because they're one of the few people that have actually been dealing with it for 20 plus years um, and now they're like, we try to tell y'all, I think having that type of perspective would be really interesting. And then going back to Costa Rica, going, finding a reason to go kind of closer to the origin of Jurassic Park. Um, and tell I think that's story. the thing. That's what a lot of fans want, especially fans who grew up with the original three movies. They still want the story that Jurassic Park 3 didn't deliver on and the story that Jurassic Park 4 yep. was. Everybody always assumed, and Dan's JP3 page always assumed Jurassic 4 was going to be. It always sounded like it was going to be this kind of mainland Costa Rica going back to the first island plot kind of thing. And I think it felt like a follow-up follow to JP3 was coming. That's what it yeah. felt like back in the day. And, uh, but Jurassic hey, here's World one, here's one thing. Not. You know, you can't tell, it, it doesn't exactly tell the tone of the movie, but if you look back on the DVDs and you go through all the original concept logos for Jurassic Park 3 and when it was called Extinction and Breakout, you get a real sense that the movie was going to feel like a little bit like the lost world in its tone and it had this if you look almost all those apocalyptic logos, in a way broken they're dark they're bleak even the mm-hmm. ones with like a baby embryo <laughs> you the know everyone's like, rancid is what, what yeah, are you doing like, my boys they were thinking some there's even one with a baby skeleton <laughs> it's outside the box i'll give them that and it but it hits that tone that i always wanted to feel i always used to look at these logos and wish that that was the kind of movie we got something a little bit more in line with the lost world and its tone and 
at the, the end problem, of the day, I, I yeah, I, I wish we. I think that there's a lot that can be taken from the unmade version of Jurassic Park three still to this day of that sort of yeah. mainland, like the Costa Rican, like kind of the slow creep, the five deaths looking into the local populace, the way that it affected yeah. it, the way that it was covered up and the way that it slowly spread out. And then also you could probably borrow from a lot of the set pieces from the novels that never made it into the movies. Cause there are quite mm-hmm. a few significant set yeah. pieces that never made it in things like the Raptor nest in the geothermal plains. Um, you have moments like the sleeping T-Rex by the river, the Dilophosaurus doing the mating dance in the river. The, I mean, the Carnotaurus sequence um, mm-hmm. in the Lost World where they're stuck in the shed and the Carnotaurus are waiting to ambush them. And there are so many set pieces that are ripe for the taking from the novels and so many concepts from these unused stories that I think that you can get a really nice back-to-basic story that also can maybe find a way to gel with where the stories have gone in Jurassic World era, but maybe recontextualize them in a way that feels a lot more grounded and true to Jurassic Park. So, like, it's making the type of movie that people who watch Jurassic Park wanted, uh, love Jurassic Park wanted, um, while also not throwing away all the story elements that the Jurassic World films, but just sort of painting them in a different light. So you're just sort of taking them from a different approach and we kind of recontextualize the mainland stuff, not saying that stuff didn't happen, but taking it from a different angle. So we could kind of forget the outlandishness of what the dominion movie said. And we just kind of see, Oh, there's more to the story that we just never got to see. You know and- what, as you speak about this, Chris, you know what universal should really do. I know they're not going to get rid of the bombastic dinosaur action. They're not going to do that. Cause that's just what their brand is. Keep that in the Jurassic world franchise. If you want to make a smaller Small, like the more limited budget, and by limited, obviously 100 million ish. I think keep it in the Jurassic Park storylines, you know what I mean? Like, keep Jurassic Park almost as like an anthology, kind of like smaller scale, more intimate things. And you have your own bombastic, like your next JP4. They would be worried. I feel like they would be worried that people would just be confused at that point. I I think the audience is smart enough, though. I think the audience is smart enough to know what Jurassic World is and what a Jurassic Park is at this point. Yeah, because Jurassic World does it's so distinctly different than Jurassic Parks that I think the audience also can feel that. I've definitely said this before, but I never felt like we got Jurassic Park four, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that thought. People always just say, "Well, Jurassic World is the fourth one." I agree with you now. I we didn't get Jurassic Park four. We got a a soft reboot. We got a new one. We got a Jurassic World. That's what it is. It's not Jurassic Park. I don't look again. Jurassic World. If you like those movies, great. But personally, I like them. my own so don't personal worry. opinion, I dislike all three of them, and I have mm-hmm. no desire for them to be a part of the of the future, or if they make an, uh, something that fills in the gaps in between. I hope that they just avoid those three, <laughs> everything about them, because I miss that feeling, even post-Jurassic Park 3, where it was like, where can the story go? This exciting unknown. I miss that. Jurassic World... And um, well, Jurassic World just felt like it skipped ahead too much into this into this hot. And I know that Spielberg wanted the new park, and that's the way it was going to be. But when I remember that day that Joe Blow article came out and revealed the plot of Jurassic World, and I was sat there. I was so upset. I was like, "Not another park! Not another park!" That article talked about like taming a t-rex or riding it or something it was like horrible and calling yeah, it to come out and say like no no no, that's not out yeah, but the rest yeah. of it's true we we're like oh no yeah park that was crazy people that say we whole... wanted to see the open park i'm like the, the entire point of jurassic park is to show that the park can't exist it, it, it yeah that's the entire point of the franchise 
it's a show that you can't control it. Even if yeah. you control it for five years, we you lose control. It's like it's just a repeat yeah. of the same story. Yeah, very yeah. frustrating. It was in the thing with Jurassic World as well. Again, there's loads of reasons why people would like it, but it just you know what's coming. <laughs> it's not like it's gonna be successful. It's gonna crumble and fall because that's what the first trilogy was all about. Uh, it's just a it's a shame we went there, but maybe one day they will fill in the gap or they will make something that definitely is is harkens back to the original three the original feeling of those first of the first trilogy and we just need the right director to make the right pitch to the right people at universal that's all right we need a passionate director a real a real passionate director about the story who wants to go back to like 90 1997 set the story in 97 pre-katrina or pre-katrina i guess it is pre-katrina but you know pre uh clarissa right (laughs) hurricane clarissa that's the one yeah, okay. uh, I'm gonna stand by. Yeah, it's pre-Katrina as well, though, cause technically. But it's either true, way, I, mean, I would love a story <laughs> in the set then. Like everyone's wearing like '90s clothing. Yeah, tech is old. CRTs, analog, real set decoration, not just this artificial metallic, just like copy paste Avengers background. So one thing we spoke that. about on the last podcast, Assis, was how the the actual real world parks, the Islands of Adventure parks, have have kind of. And honestly, there's a few comments now on the podcast episode on YouTube where people are agreeing they've been to the park and they think it's so sterile looking and it doesn't blend with the Jurassic Park stuff. It kind of just looks like it doesn't yeah. look great. And, and it's Problem, true. I think those elements I think there's are this, not there's visually a real appealing. issue. There's a real issue with, I think, bringing Jurassic Park into mainland stuff. When the dinosaurs come into our everyday, it becomes less special. Jurassic Park is special because Jurassic Park doesn't exist. We can't go there. If a dry, like when there's, when you see dinosaur run down Malta, the the effect of that goes away real quick because it's it's we've seen we've seen that set we've seen the background that environment every day in our daily lives. It's not special, you know what well, I mean? Arguably, that's why I would suggest sticking to remote, more remote and wild locations of the world, and taking mm-hmm. a look at the the impact of the dinosaurs getting directly to Costa Rica. Have some of the culture, the local culture in the movie. It'll have yeah. so much more to the sets, to the but life that, that, and the feel of the movie. You know Dominion what I mean? Dominion could have done that. It feels like such a wasted opportunity because all Dominion did was take us to a, a quote-unquote island that Biosyn had created their own Even preserve, Malta. The feeling of Malta doesn't... No. It's just... It could, it could have been any generic like city within that area. Malta's so silly. That whole black market sequence i think is so goofy and silly and i think the whole like when the guy i know that he was the competition winner the guy on the electric scooter who gets picked up but it makes no sense there's two massive stupid it's out of yeah psych it goes through them on the sky but that's the difference between (laughs) but that's the difference between something like drastic world any of them especially the last one and a drastic park three is like the outlandishness of a Jurassic Park three, yes, it has a talking raptor, which is ridiculous. But the, the but that's a dream sequence. The the stuff that happens in the reality of the movie, like what happens in like when they're awake, I guess. There's nothing that's like obscene. No one's getting like thrown up like crazy, like Zara. Like when when Udesky dies, it's a it's a step step step. He gets like uh, a claw in the back, right? Gets like uh, a same spine with, uh, damaged by Cooper. a raptor. Oh, yeah. Cooper didn't. He didn't get like like the Spinosaur didn't like throw him up up in the air, catch him, and then throw him to the ground. Spinosaur just grabbed him. You know, it's simple. It's, and it's none of the characters in Eddie Jurassic Park. Park Three are superheroes. 
Whereas in the yeah, Jurassic World era, they get know, hurt. Why is you know why are the characters not scientists? Why and okay, Wu was in it. Well, Wu's character was written so poorly throughout all three movies. It was pointless. It's not a great. It's not a good example to lead on. Like the one scientist we got was horribly written. He Somehow he's a good guy, now. guy in Jurassic World for some reason, and then by Dominion he'd realized sort of that he was the bad guy, but then redeemed himself by fixing the problem he had made. Like what? Okay, great. I think Owen Grady is a byproduct of Jurassic Park Four starting its development in like 2004, when it was all about like American military hoorah type of characters, and Owen Grady fully is that character that they always said oh we want an american military but he's not even that american badass like you know what i mean like he's not a josh brolin it's chris pratt like he's not that gruff american badass like you know what i'm talking about he's not like i just think having a scientist i don't know he's not josh brolin or something a scientist or somebody i mean owen worked with the dinosaurs and he did provide some input for the raptors but i think I always felt like we learned so much more about the dinosaurs through the perspective of Grant and others, as opposed to yes. some or like Sarah Harding. Um, you never really got those types of dynamics from Owen. I think having those types of characters is really key mm-hmm. of like not a badass character. You're you're I don't want to say every everyday character because like Grant also is an expert of a field, but he's like a very real. And you know what? Guy. He just happens to be an expert in paleontology. Um, but I think getting back to that element and getting away from these these you know outlandish i mean like when they set up kayla uh and they're like oh yeah we want kayla to lead the fr- franchise forward it's like kayla's just why owen, she's she's owen 2.0 um like, yeah her character wasn't fascinating or interesting enough or even written well enough to be some why would you why do you need a movie about kayla now i never assumed that they meant the movie would be about kayla that kayla would just be like that act you know just like you know lost world isn't about malcolm you know, I just presume that they meant like, oh, it's the character that we're going to bring to like kind of get dragged into the next adventure one way or another. But all the same, I don't she could be a supporting character. Cool. But I'm not interested in that. And, you know, when people online are like, oh, I want the Kayla versus Sonia Santos movie. Yeah, no. you're the wrong. None of that sounds Jurassic Park. But then I guess a lot of the audience grew grew up or were, uh, you know, when Jurassic World was new to them. So maybe that's just the way it is now. That's that's kind of maybe weird. we're too old. We're just old now. No, <laughs> when you look at the diminishing not returns, seven, eight, nine anymore. <laughs> when you look at the man, I wish I was seven films. When you look at the reviews of the films, it's certainly not an isolated thing where it's just the 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 legacy fans that have these opinions. It's the general audience as well. It might not be as articulate. It might not be as um, involved as our own opinions, but. Overall, I think that there was uh, a misstep in the direction of the the newer movies, and I think that there is room for course correction. Um, And I don't mean throw away everything that the new movies did, but I also mean don't bank to don't wreck on them. Just don't bank heavily. Just kind of take a fresh a fresh start that banks more heavily on the groundwork that the Jurassic Park films and novels. that is the smart way to do it. I personally want them to totally wreck on everything that happened since 2015. That'll never happen. They have <laughs> all the transportation. They got the new one thing coming out potentially. You got that theme park in Texas. It was all actually Grant's dream on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. The real JP3 is coming still. Next Jurassic movie opens up. Turns out Jurassic Park 3, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and Jurassic World Dominion did not happen. It just picks up with Grant waking up going, Who hit me? Wait, am I with this? <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be amazing, dude. Can you imagine a what if? <laughs> that would be great. 
But uh, yeah, no, it is fascinating. What going back, what happened to Jurassic Park three is a, is a really interesting story. And Dan Stephen stuck on sauna. His podcast series, you he roll. interviewed a number of people. He interviewed Jack Johnson, uh, people that worked on Jurassic Park three. Um, really worth if you haven't listened to his podcast really worth listening to that because there's so much in there he spoke to a lot of people that were there at the time that jurassic park 3 was going through its production hell and uh gave all new insight into that whole era so it's really worth listening to he also did yeah, a whole great storyboards that uh david lowry shared that gave us even like further insight that yeah. the uh, visual history book did not and that the scripts did not so you're really able there's and there's so much to do that we can't we couldn't cover it all in this podcast because there is just so so much more there is so much more and it's it's a fascinating um tale the production of Jurassic Park 3 is a really interesting one and a very almost a sad one because we didn't end up getting what we wanted it is a little bit sad i yeah. want to say that it's a bit sad my heart hurts a little bit yeah, but as much as we I, you know, again, I watched Jurassic Park 3 last night. I loved it. I had a great time. Same thing. And you were the same as Cesis. It was one of your favorites, right? It's my number two, boys and girls. Number two, right behind JP. They go in order for me. They really do. First one, second one, third one. But I know that a lot of people do prefer the third <laughs> for some reason over the Lost World. <laughs> I won't, I'll never understand it personally, but I get it. It's fun. But listen, it's been great chatting Jurassic Park 3 and I guess the future of the franchise with you guys. As always, we always end up going on rants about what we want to happen. Hopefully soon enough, we'll be talking about what's actually going to happen. But until then, all we can suggest is you go back to your DVD copy or VHS copy of Jurassic Park 3 and watch that because the colors are much better than on the 4K transfer. That's what I'm going to say about that. Let's bring it back. Jurassic Park 3, everybody. Thank you.